Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we discuss sleepers with our special guest, Michael Bauer from the Dynasty Rewind. Don't forget to rate and subscribe at Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you use to listen to the show. Again, thanks for listening and welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker and Aaron Arms. It's been a while since I did that. Yeah, I wish hey. it'd be a little, a little while longer, please. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. Again, it's me barking to my left is arms. Good morning. And to my right is Neil Drox. Greetings. And directly across from me in a very uh, in love kind of nature, eye to eye, is Michael Bauer from the Dynasty Rewind. Fan of the show. We're fans of his. He drove from Pennsylvania just to join the show and brought us some lion's head pilsner compliments of drew uh, drew <laughs> of god dang it dwight, dwight Schrute. that's why i want to say courtesy of of droot <laughs> i am droot <laughs> what's up bauer how you doing guys it's great to be here thanks for having me Nah, we've been looking forward to this for how many months now bauer a long time <laughs> two or three months i think we've been planning it yeah minimum how, how long was your drive Eight hours. Oh my God! It was, a, it was a little rough at the end. He yeah. tried to one up me on the on the driving distance. Yeah, somebody oh. had somebody had to one up Neil. It was four hundred and forty one miles, I think. I can almost get to Florida in eight hours. Just saying, if I'm driving eight hours, it's south. Well, but, I went to Jackson, Ohio, which, you know, I'm almost in New Jersey where I live. Oh. So, um, but hey, worth it. Glad to finally meet you guys. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me again. It's been a good evening. We went yes. to uh, the local brewery, had a few drinks with Bauer. Talked, uh, you know, about all things podcasting, football, all kinds of good stuff. We won't get too deep into the, like, how are you doing today, Arms? What's going on in your life? Does your kid have a cold? Uh, no, but I will tell you what my kid Mine did. Mine does. Hold on a second. My kid put a crayon in her ear. Okay. Like, like Okay. No, it gets worse. It broke off just the tip. It's down so literally touching <laughs> her eardrum. So, at, from the adult standpoint, I'm sitting here looking at it like, man, I haven't even like been to the doctor this year. All year, I'm not going to have a single medical bill. Um, we went to the doctor. They said, well, we can't get it out. Let's go to an ENT. We go to the ENT. They're like, oh, yeah, we got a little vacuum we can get out. They can't get it out. So, oh, we man. have to go to a second ENT who's going to anesthetize my daughter, put her to sleep. She's six years old, which is pretty terrifying to me. I'm not going to lie. Kinda, Agreed. Kind of tore me up a little bit, finding out. And uh, so I'm like, oh, great. Uh, last time I got put to sleep, it cost, uh, I don't know, $6,000. So awesome. I'm, I'm going to be, uh, yeah, going. my daughter's getting a little bit of sort of a surgery, uh, at least some uh, anesthesia on uh, next Wednesday. So if you're the praying type, pray for my kid. And, so uh, she still has the crayon in she her She still has a crayon in her It's, it's pink, which last night I'm like, uh, Edelie, you know, on the bright side, at least it's your favorite color. She's like, I don't like that color right now. And I think I'm going to move over to blue. Is there any chance that that just melts and becomes part of her earwax system? No, it's actually uh, not funny that you say that because the doctor said that you can't get it out because it's melted a little bit due to her body heat. Otherwise, it would have came out by now. 
Yeah, and then I'm like, well, maybe if we just kind of like tilt her head and put a blow dryer up there. Yes, I'm a redneck. I get it. But we tilt her head and put a blow dryer. Maybe it'll like melt out. And they're like, do not do that. Like, we, last thing we need is a kid's uh, eardrum coated in crayon, and then it'll never come out. I'm like, just throwing this out here. Uh, I have a soldering iron. I, that's a way worse idea than a hair. I mean, I, I stick it in the ear. I turn it off. The crayon melts around it. I pull it right out. I, <laughs> dude, redneck ingenuity. I'm like, all right, all right. Hear me out, Lynn. A toothpick and some super glue. So we just kind of like that. I bought in there, in there. Put some super glue on the end of it. Let it sit for like 30 seconds, and then I think we can pull it out. She's like, "Do we have super glue? No." So, dude, don't call it CPS on me. So I got a little bit of, of glue that we have, and I'm like, all right. I literally held it in there for like a minute, and I'm like. Okay, if it's going to come out, it's going to come out here. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm like, God, I'm such a failure as a parent. I'm not a MacGyver parent. It's a terrorizing is it, story. Is it, it, it a Crayola crayon? Uh, no, Crayolas are high quality. This is like a quick breaking crayon, apparently. Well, you know, Crayolas are made 20 minutes from where I live. Oh, okay. Eastern Pennsylvania. I'm glad nice. I didn't bring some for your daughter. <laughs> she Hershey, Hershey bars, crayons, uh, lion's head, Pilsner. Dunder Mifflin. This is fantastic. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin, this is Pam. <laughs> God. See, these guys didn't watch it. I tried telling this story about like Jim posting on Twitter, and they just stare at me. You guys didn't watch The Office? I've no. watched it. It just it wasn't. It, it didn't captivate uh, yeah, me. I've, I've watched it. Oh, yeah. Like, what, seven episodes? Yeah, about uh, Probably got to watch it all. I have not watched it all, but a good portion of it. Yeah, it's but a, when Jim tells Pam that he loves her, like I cried a little bit. I cried. It is beautiful. Just like moment. when Darius Geis had that ESPN. I, I got to the point where, uh, yeah, I got to the point where I got tired of hearing about it, which kind of like jaded me some. I was like, I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm not going to watch it anymore. Neil was like, Screw I'm, this! I'm, I'm playing being Magic the Gathering. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching the old Seinfeld. Let's run oh, it back. I love yeah. Seinfeld though. See, I don't. Jerry, what? Se- Jerry what? Seinfeld. No, it's not American. Crazy. He just he, he just annoys me. You're fired. Like, <laughs> he annoys me. Just good get, thing there's another host in the house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good, good luck. Uh, good luck. Uh, Aaron uh, Arms, you're up. Good I luck uploading this stuff. I don't off. know how the recording stuff here works, so I, it's not going to work for Damn me. Damn it, Power. We talked about this as the reason you were coming. He pressed the button. I don't know what oh, he okay. did. Okay. Button master. <laughs> no idea. They're they're so pretty over there. They're rainbowish and there's some red and green. The, yeah. The roadcaster. And then anytime I get mad at Young Duck. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Anyhow. Anywhoosin. So, yeah, we're going to bring you some sleepers. Uh, what do we decide on, guys? Can we go top 10 on back, then throw in our bonuses, or, or is it top eight? I, I don't care. It's going to be top eight for me. Top eight. Arm so, said that was enough. So. We'll, we'll, we will definitely We can roll top eight. That's what we'll do. But as far as sports news, pop culture, anything like that goes, uh, Democratic debates are on. Nobody Moving cares. on. <laughs> Moving on. I, I thought that Arms might be the one guy that, that cared. He he loves his vaccination posts on Facebook. <laughs> like I went there. This is uh, this uh, is the time of year when people pretend to care about politics. Then once yeah. it's done, they get another three years not caring. Yeah, yeah pretty, much. pretty much. And here I am, like Dwayne Johnson for president. I'd I'm vote, down. I'm Mount Dick Camacho. Macho Camacho. <laughs> yeah. Totally down. So. In, in the sake of all things time-wise, we, we may do a rough draft, so to speak, of a new show that we're going to do. If that comes to fruition, it's going to be the Back Row Talk Show. It's going to come to fruition. I don't know if it's going to be tonight. It very well could be, though. So, 
moving on with this show in hopes to record another show in honor of our guest, Michael Bauer, which is awesome because we're big Dynasty Rewind fans. Thank you. No problem. Uh, seriously. And I actually mean that whenever I say it. No, I do too. He's lying. I, Whatever, I man. I keep telling him about it, and I tell I describe episodes, and he comes on, and it's like, oh, did you uh, remember whenever... What was he said, Arms? I'm like, <laughs> You can go straight to, I don't believe a damn thing you're saying. There it is. Gets there. me every time. Yeah. <laughs> Suck on that, arms. No, Dynasty Rewind. Good show. Good audio quality. Good content. We're ecstatic to have Bauer here with us because, one, we've been talking to him for months. This is what podcasting and fantasy football is all about. Community. Hashtag community. Got to love it. So follow us at the Back Row Show on Twitter. Follow Dynasty Rewind at? At Dynasty Rewind. Simple enough. And how about... The Michael Bauer. How do we find him? It's the M Bauer B O W E R eight five. Could it be Bauer? It could not be. It, it could be. <laughs> I guess. I mean, but it is Bauer. So okay. Bauer like a dog. Then like B A U E R. Well, that probably is the way it was spelled until Ellis Island. I'm assuming. Gotcha. <laughs> See things in common. Bauer like a dog. He says bark like a dog. Arms just because he's got big arms, but that's pretty much the only impressive thing name, about him. Though. It's arms with arms with the Z. It was arms with the Z. It's not. <laughs> it's not anymore. I wish I would have known that arms. Though. It that was a r m z. That arms red arms was the name. I'll be honest with you. Probably wouldn't have liked me. No. <laughs> Hell, I didn't like me. He's not that much different than he was. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I've come to the uh, realization pretty early in life. Uh, if you don't like me, that's cool. If you do, okay, that's cool too. And I don't really care either way. <laughs> so my whole thing is, if you don't like me, that's fine. If you do like me, why? <clears throat> What's wrong with you? <laughs> my thing is, if you don't like me, I understand because I am a blunt penis. <laughs> blunt <laughs> penis. <laughs> Thinking about getting that tattooed on my back, small of my back, down at the south, southern region. That would be a tramp stamp. Part. It would. Tramp stamp. Love it. Bringing it back. So right. before we get knee deep into these uh, sleepers that we've got our top eight selected for, Arms, I don't know if you knew this, but we've talked about him enough on the show over the past year that I had to throw this out there when researching some of my sleepers and, and digging through tape, digging through articles. Buck Allen snuck onto the New Orleans Saints roster. Did you know that? Oh, a pass catching back whenever they have Alan Kamara, nobody cares. I'm just saying. Buck Freaking Allen. Buck Allen, though. You hate I Buck do, Allen. I do hate Buck Allen. And he is more than Crowell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He hates Buck Allen. Oh, yeah. Hey, that, that's no, no, that's you, hate. Here's what you have to understand about hate, Buck hate, Allen. Hate, 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 hate. You could have really had some run with Alex Collins. Like, Alex Collins was a fine running back. Not great. Not really that good. But Give, give me Buck Allen. But productive. And then Buck Allen... The pass catching back gets like the one yard plunge. What the heck, Buck Allen? What the heck? <laughs> he snuck on there, and there's one guy in his way for backup touches, Latavius Murray. Buck yeah. Allen, could he come into fantasy no. relevance? No. I know you say no, you hate him. No. He hate me. I don't think he, he hate me. I don't think he has a role there. I really don't. Just yep. saying, he snuck onto the roster. Yeah, at least Latavius Murray is not a big hurdle to jump. <laughs> Latavius. Latavius Murray is always pretty healthy too, so yeah. I don't think yeah, he's he going to miss walking infirmary. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, he's like six foot one, super upright runner, but he's kind of hard to bring down. He's, yeah. he's he's a little faster than expected whenever you see him run. So yeah, he's he, he honest to God, he's not any worse of a back than James White. Here's what you talking about, Buck Allen? Yeah. No, he's. Far worse than James White. But <laughs> Disagree. What I was saying about Latavius Murray. Okay, Rex like, Burkhead. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there we Better go. Better comp. 
That is a better comp. Latavius Murray is probably the best case scenario as the spellback that you could possibly have as an Alvin Kamara owner. Legitimately. Like, he's good enough to give some run, give the guy some legitimate rest without forcing him back in there, but he's not going to be the guy taking a ton of carries. A slow, bulkier Kamara. Much slower, much bulkier. Okay. We're going to cede to our guest that drove eight hours to hang out with us, which is truly made for one of the best nights we've had on the podcast. Bauer, number eight on your sleeper list. Now, we're talking sleepers. We're not talking Eli Manning. We're not talking somebody that's already broke out and then fell off and they're going to re-break out. We're talking 2019 sleepers. This is eight (laughs) guys that each of us are looking to either stash on our dynasty squads and hope for the best throughout training camp and preseason or guys that we truly believe in that we're not even going to drop once the time comes to cut down to your roster's required roster limit. Take it away, Bauer. Number eight. So if I could say, if I drove eight hours, why can't Fuego Frank make the trip up here from... Yeah. Was it Nolans? Nolans? Nolans. Yeah, so he... I mean, they have these things called planes. One, because he's not invited. (laughs) (laughs) That that would be a good reason why. I'm kidding, Frank. Um, Frank, Frank, If we're going to do it, though, just pick a night I don't have to work the next day because... I could, I could see me and Frank getting pretty cool. You cool, guys right? were probably yeah. tie one off pretty well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was about to say I tie one on. If he comes out here, can I come back again? Because oh. I would love to be in on Bauer, that. Yeah, that would be amazing. If you're willing to drive eight hours, come down whenever you want. Just give us a heads up. By the way, I, I, I think tie one off's like more of like a drug thing. Tie one on's an alcohol thing. Tie one on is, yeah, tie yeah. One, you're right. You got it. So yeah, um, Either way, I could see two grown bearded men with their beards intertwined in the morning and me just laughing. Like, <laughs> they did it. <laughs> we braided our beards together. That's Anyhow. not what I meant, but go ahead. Okay. That would be cute. But um, so my first sleeper is Darius Slayton from the New York Giants. He was a fifth-round pick out of Auburn. Uh, he ran a 4.39 at the Combine. He had a seven-second three-cone drill, if anyone cares, and a 4.15 20-yard shuttle. I don't think he has a lot in front of him. Uh, Golden Tate is there. He's pretty old while he is consistent. Sterling Shepard. He's your basic wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Evan Ingram's a little inconsistent in my belief, and you don't know what their quarterback situation is. So if Darius Slayton is practicing with Daniel Jones, he could be a good pick in the future. My opinion, that's what's great about fantasy football. You know what I like about that one? We just talked to back row writer Dan Rozier. Dan Rozier also loves Slayton, and he's a Giants fan with a little bit more of an inside track than the rest of us because, let's be honest, we don't pay attention to the New York Giants as much as we should. But Dan does, and Dan's high on him, Bauer's high on him, something to consider. So two things about that. I also believe he is the tallest receiver on the roster at 6'1". He is. Okay, Neil's got me. Um, I unfortunately have uh, the misfortune of worrying about the Giants a lot as I'm I'm an Eagles fan, so I watch the Eagles play them two times a year. So I hear a lot about the Giants where I live, but – he did only have 1605 yards in college. Um, not anything super productive, but like I said, he's that over have, one year, two years. That's over his entire career. He didn't play in 15, so that's 16, 17, 18. Okay. So, Ooh. but he did average 20.3 yards per catch in all three mm. years with 11 touchdowns. So solid. He could be a good downfield threat if Eli Manning could get him the ball. So when Daniel Jones takes over in Week Six, maybe he can get him the ball. No, he can't. Okay, well, he can't either. So I mean, you're starting this already. On? No, I'm going to just tell you if we're going to say can he get in the ball, like 
Daniel Jones is a terrible pick. I'm not asking anybody to be a Daniel Jones hater or believer. Just I'm not going to give the guy a chance. Just if that's what you're going for, he doesn't get a chance at all. I mean, he was a six overall pick. Yeah, okay, capital baby. Okay, Demarcus. Let's just see. Oh, hold on, Jamarcus Russell oh, was the number no, one no, overall no. pick. So the one, you know, one of the few fluke picks is going to run for everybody else, right? A lot of Raider tears falling there's, on this table. Yeah, as there's more question marks about Daniel Jones than there ever ever was about Jamarcus Russell. He did have I, a don't, lot I don't, of bad I don't know, I don't know about that. Daniel Jones had terrible receivers at Duke. <laughs> yes, he did. They dropped a lot of balls. He put a lot of balls where they should be, and they fell to the ground. Go watch the tape, brother. He has yeah. a chance. Don't write him off yet. I'm not saying that he's a top three quarterback. He, he out of has that been draft. written, written off. I can't wait till he makes you eat your words. If he does, that's great. He's not going to. Though. And never know. Like maybe Slayton will actually keep. Actually, have a rapport with Daniel James too. That might work out in the future. So. If he, if he turns out to be a wide receiver three on the year, I mean, got, no, they, they I mean, Slayton, I'm not hating Slayton. I'm hating Jones. If he's bi- <laughs> if he's a bye week guy, that is worthy of a sleeper. I agree. Yeah, he's sl- he's slated right behind Golden Tate right now. Listen, it, it's it's been proven that Eli Manning doesn't actually make wide receivers worse. He makes them better. Look at every receiver oh. that leaves his team. Look it up. Look it up. Hakeem Nix, Plaxico Burris, look it up. He in, makes wide receivers. Back res- in the day, okay. <laughs> Injuries made Nix worse. Back in the day, not, not 2019. Historically, he doesn't make receivers worse is what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback at this point in his career, or nor was he ever a great quarterback. He was solid at several points. Consistent. But, there's a lot of receivers that play with a lot of I'm just of saying bad Daniel Jones isn't the answer. And Slayton's best chance is Eli Manning's quarterback. In honor of Bauer, I don't believe a damn thing you're saying. Every time. Gets me every time. <laughs> Neil? Eight. I'm going to start off with Darwin Thompson from the Chiefs. I don't think Who? He's the backup to Williams. Okay. He had, he had these numbers in college. He had over 1,000 yards of 14 touchdowns. And does anybody actually really believe in Damian Williams as being 100% great? Right here. Andy well, Reid does, I think. Yeah, right apparently he does. Now, anyway. but, saw, saw the acceleration last year. <laughs> Surprised the heck out of me as a Dolphins fan because I watched him, you know, molasses his way to touchdown after touchdown vulture. I never saw him have any burst. And when he got the chance to Kansas City, I was like, who the hell's that guy? Oh. <laughs> hey, where's this guy at the whole Damian time, Williams? right? Oh, my God. he's He's been training with Tanya Harding. He's a killer. <laughs> yeah, but that's my guy. Let's hope he actually pans out, but who knows. But I don't, I'm not a believer in, in Damien. I can't wait for you guys to hear mine. Arms, number eight. Uh, apparently, I'm going deeper than everybody else because I'm going to go with Anthony Johnson out of Buffalo, uh, as Buffalo College, playing for Tampa Bay. Like there, there's 105 receptions left over with Adam Humphreys leaving. If we put Anthony Johnson on several other teams, there would be a ton of hype. Think Michael Gallup. Think James Washington. The numbers are very similar in college. I mean, over his last two years, he had 1,356 yards and 14 touchdowns, then 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. The guy's got a nose for the red zone. He was productive in college, granted at a small school, but hey, he does, you don't have to always have, play top-flight competition if you've got a quarterback that can deliver the ball. I know there's a lot of hate for Jameis, but Jameis throws the ball a lot. I mean, he's one of the most, as far as yardage, most prolific quarterbacks in the league. So give me Anthony Johnson. I can't rumble. Hate, I can't hate on that at all because I have an undrafted uh, free agent wide receiver in my top eight as well. So no hate there. And Anthony Johnson was a better prospect than he got credit for. He shouldn't have went undrafted. He should have been the sixth or seventh round pick. But Neil, this is for you specifically for you. I wish I could cue up a love song like here 
I really love <laughs> Will Greer. Is my, yeah. is my number eight Ooh, sleeper pick. I like it. Reason being, uh, we still haven't seen that Cam is 100% ready to go. Everybody assumes he's going to be. There's all this unicorn and rainbows talk coming out that Cam's, he's going to be fine. He's going to be Cam of old. Da, 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 da. Cam has taken a lot of pounding over the years. That's what she said. And <laughs> and it, it's just not 100% that Cam Newton is going to continue to be an elite uh, fantasy quarterback in 2019 and i think will greer is one of those guys for dynasty purposes you can stash on the taxi or even keep him on your roster at final cuts find a way to keep him because he's cheap he's going either undrafted or in round four rookie drafts which most of those are over but listen if will greer gets a chance he should have been a better prospect in this draft than falling as far as he did to the panthers so need quarterback help but nowhere to turn you can grab Will Greer, whether it's cheap in a trade or maybe even off of uh, waivers. Cam Newton, there's no guarantees there. He's never been an elite passer. He's a run and touchdown dependent fantasy quarterback that has enough arm to get it done. Give me some Will Greer to stash away as my number eight fantasy uh, fantasy sleeper for 2019. He'll make the wide receivers better, too. That's he one abs- thing. He absolutely will. But he- no doubt about it. He won't get the rushing yards. He won't get the touchdowns. But he will make Curtis Samuel, DJ awesome. Moore, Ian Thomas, all of those guys will be uh, at least at minimum bye week plays, if not low end starters. Let's, if let's just say this: if if he is quote unquote fits magic, you know, someone who just loves to sling the rock, the gunslinger mm-hmm. mentality, like that makes your wide receivers better, right? I mean, Cam is just not that great of a thrower. He's not, you know, his total fantasy production is fine. But his throwing is just not nothing to support two wide receivers. Whereas if Greer's there, you don't have to worry about him trying to sneak it in from the goal line, right? If it's not going to uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's going to be trying to slant. Nice. Seven. Bauer, take us there. Austin Hooper. Oh, God. Okay, thanks for listening to the Back Row Fantasy Show. You can find us on iTunes, think- Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, that's a great show. Thanks for joining us, Bauer. Can we edit that part out? So I had to bring this up. We ha- Hey, <laughs> just kidding. I had to bring this up. So we have to figure out our, our bet here between the Dynasty Rewind and you guys. I do like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, Garrett yes. is all on the Austin Hooper bandwagon. Uh, like a good friend of mine, Arm said, you got to mm-hmm. pound the table for your guys. Well, Garrett's my guy. Austin Hooper isn't. But by the, the daisy chain there, Austin Hooper is. Fair enough. So... Um, we got to figure out a tier of tight ends. I think Njoku, Howard might be in that tier. Oh, Howard, 100%. Give me a Howard all day, twice. Do you want to look into at some point Ryan uh, from the Dynasty Blueprint? Uh, Ryan McDowell, I think his name is? uh, He does does a lot of tiering. I added him uh, to try to find the link to his tight ends. No response. Okay. All right. Um, well, maybe we could look on the website they have. I looked. I, I looked on uh, through his Twitter feed. Didn't see anything. So. All right. Um, well, we'll figure something out in the tier. But what do you want the bet to be? So we're going to obviously take Austin Hooper. And we'll just say for right now, you guys take O.J. Howard. Yeah, give me that all, all day. Right, so then, you know what? We'll just, we'll just say you guys are going to have O.J. Howard. That's fine. Sounds great. The Dynasty Rewind stands by our guy. Or, here, here's what we'll Garrett say. Better not when when, when we're talking about tiers, can I think it's pretty fair to say there's three, right? Three in tier one. And Austin Hooper did finish, what, sixth? I believe so. And yeah. O.J. Howard right now is pretty much the consensus 
four or five mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. So that's got to put him in the same tier in, in theory, right? I'll, I'll I'll seriously take Chris Herndon over Austin Hooper. I, I mean, I'm not afraid to go there. Uh, listen, I'm not, I, I feel, I'm not I taking feel, Chris Herndon over Austin Hooper. I feel like O.J. Howard Because is I cheating. definitely won, want to win the bet. But I, okay. I, well, Herndon is suspended two games. I, but it doesn't matter. To me. P- points per game, it's not even going to be we'll, close. We'll, we'll take Actually, OJ, it might but. be closer. But he, he, let me, let me, here, here's what I'm going to present to you about this bet. Who has a better score in more weeks is what I want. The points, The total points on the end of the season – I wanted because here's the downside. Here's why I hate Austin Hooper. Why I continuously bash on him. It's because his low weeks lose you a week. He had I think four top ten weeks last year. So you want average? No, I no, I don't want average. Okay. All right. It's not points per game because then you just take the total points of the season, right? I want their average finish, not their points per game. Their average finish. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. So if if Austin Hooper finishes, you know. First in six weeks and tenth in six weeks, then he obviously or eight and eight or whatever, he finishes as average the fifth uh, tight end. But if he finishes first and then fiftieth, he's the twenty fifth tight end. Okay, right? That that's why that's what kills me about Austin Hooper. Overall, then at the end of the year, he's gonna have a few games of three touchdowns. He's gonna have a few games of no receptions. Well, I'll take the bet. So I'll I'm, take it I'm no matter here, what the stipulations you know? are. That was too many words for me. So I'll, I'll, I'll I would have no been happy Harden. <laughs> yeah. I would I'll, I'll probably take Harden. I'll, we'll take OJ Howard it, in whatever format Dynasty Rewind listen, sees fit. I will punt the position before I take Austin Hooper. I'm not joking. I will too. <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I'll let Austin Hooper slide. I'm like, oh man, my fifth wide receiver? Psh, give me David Sills. No, you, know no, I mean? you know my stance on uh, getting rid of positions, right? You've heard I'm not, I'm not getting rid of the position. I'm just saying I, I will not worry about drafting tight end. I'll just take a flyer on somebody else before it's Austin Hooper. Gotcha. This guy's right, well, got to basically be free for me to take him. Well, we will figure out the parameters of this bet, though. Okay. But just want to set it up. So we got Austin Howard. I'm sorry. Austin Hooper, O.J. Howard. Those are the two guys, and we'll go from there. I love it. So love it. All right, so you want my next sleeper? Yep. Okay, so I'm going with Matt Lacoste, who is the... <laughs> Screw you, Arms Neil. You guys bashed on me for the Matt Lacoste pick a few shoes back. <laughs> well, he is currently going to be the starting tight end for the New England Patriots. True Aust- story. Austin Safarian Jenkins <laughs> is bye-bye. Dark days, boys. Dark days. Turd, so. <laughs> um, ben Watson is suspended for four games, I believe. Right? Uh, yeah, it is. Is it four? Yeah. yeah. He is six foot six, 255 pounds, so he only has... Uh, Let's see, 41 targets and 27 catches for 272 yards. In what, eight years in the league? It's um, eight years. I don't know. I don't have the years. I think it's five. Like, like, I think it's five. Like four or five. But it doesn't well, matter. It's like four years in league, or three years in league, but five years of trying to be in the league. Easy, he's in, easy, fella. Let me hear some Matt Lacoste talk. I'm excited. He's <laughs> in one of the most tight end friendly systems in the league. Um, so I, I think he could be a good play. I'm not going to tell you he's a tight end one. He's no Travis Kelsey. But, hey, you know, he could be a real sneaky pick. A lot of people have never heard of him, so if you're in a league with a bunch of casual dynasty players, he could be a guy to sneak in there maybe later in your, your draft if you draft rookies and free agents. I don't know how everybody else does it. So I mean, I if I have a up. chance to take him or Austin Hooper, I'm going to keep let someone else take Austin Hooper and just take him later. I do agree with that. Uh, to be fair, the point, though, is like he's literally by himself almost at the tight end position there. No, I don't. Kind of. I, I think Ryan Izzo can't be overlooked. To be well, I mean, I was high on Izzo last year, but, but as far as this year, um, we're talking about as far as well, that's one of the things you got to look at in fantasy wise is like, where's the competition after that? He's going to be getting fed. 
Yeah, I don't think Ben Watson is much no, ben, competition. I, 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 I have a lot of mad respect for Ben Watson. I've loved that guy for a long time. You know what I mean? But Same. it's like, but he's like what thirty seven. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's my age point. now. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You're <laughs> we old are man. old. Speaking of old men, old man, give me your number eight there, Neil, and don't say I agree seven. with both. Give me your number seven. <laughs> I didn't think about the cost honestly. I'm going with Trey Quinn, Trey Quinn from the Skins. He is the only Skins wide receiver that's actually locked in the spot so far from what I've heard and seen. That's <laughs> that, that's facts. And that's so there's like six other wide receivers battling for the top spots. He might be the number three on the team, but at least he's got a spot pretty much locked in at slot. He seems to be the one of the people who is consistently overlooked whenever you start talking right. about Redskins wide receivers. Like, Dirk, Dirk, this guy, like, we all do it with McLaren and everybody. It, and I, I do think they're going to be a lot more prolific in the passing game. I don't hate it. I don't think he's, you know, one of their going to end up as one of their top two. But I mean, we're talking sleepers. We're not talking someone who's who's breaking out and going to be, you know, wide receiver one, wide receiver two. We are talking sleepers. So I don't hate that. I'll, yeah. I'll add that I don't hate it. You'll find out how much I love it a little later on. Because he's my number one. No, go ahead. Well, Keenum likes him so far, and if if Keenum happens to be playing at all. Then Haskins will probably, you know, those early games he's in there will most likely dump it off that slot guy. Had a, had a lot of tendency to do it in college. Yeah. Arms. Eight. Numbers. Or, no, we're on seven. We started with eight. My bad. Seven. <laughs> uh, Mark Andrews. Mark, Mark Andrews consistently overlooked at the tight end position. Tight end position is atrocious. We talk about it all the time. How much of a sleep are we talking, though? Are you projecting him to break into the top 15? Yeah, but okay. here's my thought on him. Like, nobody is – everyone talks about Hurst. Everyone talks about – Not everybody I know. Yeah, but no. there's two tight ends that you're talking about in, you know, in Minnesota. You're talking about two tight ends in, you know, uh, Indianapolis. But nobody talks about Mark Andrews. For good reasons. Fair. Not necessarily for good reasons. I mean, uh, it showed at the end of the season. So, in week 11, when Lamar Jackson took over the starting role – um, he ended up being a little bit more productive than he had in earlier part of the season. I mean, he had a, a 9.9 point game, a 7.7 point game. He did throw up an egg against the Chiefs, followed up by the Buccaneers, uh, 5.1, and then 16 points against Chargers, over nine against the Browns. Like, he's had production. He was a rookie with a rookie quarterback who, in theory, is going to get better. They've, they've kind of bonded on the second team. They're, I feel like that con- uh, chemistry is going to continue to improve. I think Andrews has an opportunity to. Guys, he could lead the team in targets. Just That's think about true. that. He could. Yeah, I lead, can believe that. He could yeah. lead this team in targets, and you can't just pass on a guy like that. That's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When you say Andrews gonna lead the team in now, targets, it might be seventy targets, but he could lead the team in targets. Well, it, 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 it's a true reality. Is it could happen, and most likely it will happen. But it's just that's a dark day. He's there too. If only Buck Allen was still there, <laughs> no doubt. Freaking Buck Allen. If only yeah. Buck Allen was still there. All right, so that puts it on me. Uh, Per per my notes, uh, let me adjust this here. Per my notes, I actually have number seven as Josh Malone, although I just forgot to add an E to it. It's Josh Malone is my number seven uh, sleeper for the Bengals. Listen, I, I believe that the decline of A.J. Green starts I think it's already started a little because of injury history. See, I see the resurgence this year on AJ. See, I, I see the decline. I, I think this is where he becomes very Reggie Wayneish or Andre Johnsonish, and it just it starts to fade. I love Tyler Boyd. I'm still projecting Tyler Boyd to be fantasy startable easily, but I think if you're looking for that wide receiver five, somebody you can start on bye weeks, 
Josh Malone is going to be the guy. Now, that's an unpopular take. There's not a lot of Josh Malone believers out there, but I'm a Josh Malone believer. I think the improvement of Josh Malone, I like my blue-collar working guys. I like the guys that work themselves into position to contribute. Josh Malone started at the very bottom of the totem pole. He is directly behind A.J. Green for snaps. A.J. Green gets hurt. A.J. Green dips off. Josh Malone is going to get more targets than he's ever had. I'm not projecting that to be fantasy relevance as a starter. I'm projecting it to be if you have a spot on your roster and you don't know who to put on it, give Josh Malone a chance. Just give him a chance. And he's got to be free. He is free. And that's what sleepers are all about. You want to go for free or the lowest cost available. Josh Malone, out of everyone on my list, he might be the cheapest one. I could see you literally putting in a waiver claim for Josh Malone for like zero fab and You'll getting get him. him. Like seriously, because nobody him. else is bidding on him. And listen, new offense. Um, Lambert, think, I think would. <laughs> it is, it's Lambert. New offense. Zach he has 185 uh, players on his team right now. Anyhow. <laughs> Rams product, Zach Taylor. This is going to be a different offense. It's going to run through Joe Mixon, yes, but that's going to open up the passing game. And if A.J. Green can't stay on the field and produce, somebody's going to have to. Josh Malone's next man up. He is a free agent, aren't mainly. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> is he a free agent in the Brill, too? Probably, unless he's on my Well, if everyone roster. would pay their uh, roster dues, he probably wouldn't be. Yeah, Brill, Back Row Invitation League. Pay your freaking, pay your god <laughs> fees. Yeah, because I have like six waiver claims that I want to make here. So let's get on that, people. Eventually, we'll get there. Uh, six, Bauer. Bring us number six. So I'm going to go with Darren Lee, linebacker for like the that. Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. I like it too. Just I think about a, made mine. A fresh start. He is a first-round draft talent. He only has Anthony Hitchens in front of him. Uh, I'm not a big Anthony Hitchens guy, and not because he played in Dallas. I'm just not a fan of his. Um, he was suspended for four games in 2018, but he does have a reason to play better. He's on a better team, and he wants to play for a new contract. I always... I'm big into the mental aspect of the game. So do you want to play hard for the Jets, who aren't going anywhere, or do you want to play hard for the Kansas City Chiefs, who have potential to possibly be uh, one seed and go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, and and that playing for a contract means a lot more than you think. If you look historically over the league, a lot of guys played hard, earned a contract, and then fell off the face of the planet. That could be Deron Lee, but one way or the other – I like I like his uh, aspirations for 2019 as well. And let's not just discount and say he's only got one guy because there's another spot he can play. I mean, Reggie Ragland's not setting the world on fire. He's not this the true, yeah. he's not the greatest middle linebacker in the world. And I mean, athletically, he leaves a little bit to be desired compared to a Deron, Darren Lee, Deron Lee, whatever you say his I name. I think it's Deron. I think it's Deron Lee. That works. But I mean, there's two spots that he could take. I mean, just by showing up in camp, you know what I mean? Just just by flashing athleticism. So I'm, I like that. I was surprised that the Jets got rid of him, but they did sign C.J. Mosley, who is a superior talent, oh, no in doubt my about opinion. It. So, you know, I think he'd still be a Jet if not for C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley has things you can't teach. It's true. Right. And Deron Lee is, is going to have to learn how to be a better mm-hmm. linebacker than he has been. Huh. True. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, his speed's going to definitely help with, like, coverage. Thing, and teams are going to have to pass. So, all right. So we're moving on to Neil. I am going to go with Barker's guy, Albert Wilson from Miami. I hate you so bad. I don't even have him on mine. Really? 
No. It surprises me. Barker's the biggest hater of his own team, I guess for good reason, because he hasn't done anything. Easy, bro. I have a Miami Dolphin on my <laughs> list, but it's not him. Is it Devontae Parker? No. Okay. It's definitely, we'll get there. It's definitely Kenny Stills, right? We will get there. Ew. I don't know much to say to him, but I can see him being one of the sleepers for the team. Like, Yeah, Parker's good. Stills never impressed me, and there's not much competition either behind him. Uh, I can't really talk about him right now. Who? Albert Wilson. No, I can't either. Oh, no, I'm going to talk about him later. But uh, we will get to that. But first, arms, number seven. Okay. Or number six, I'm sorry. Number six, arms. Uh, So my number six, going for someone who hasn't been getting any hype uh, based on pretty much the other receivers they drafted and who they have established. But I'm going to go with Keyshawn Johnson down in Arizona. Hmm. So... There's uh, no rapport at this point with Kyler and anybody, right? You know, he doesn't have a history with anyone on this team. He played uh, Nike camp with Christian Kirk once. Okay, great. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Throwback to an older episode. (laughs) Great. But Keyshawn, you know, if you look at his his college production, obviously we can't always, you know, say this is going to translate well to the NFL, but he's steadily improved. You know, 300, 700, 1,000, 1,300, and like the last three seasons, six touchdowns, eight and eight. I mean, the guy was pretty good at Fresno State. What's to say that he can't be the guy who makes that connection? Oh, like, Christian Kirk, Akeem Butler, Larry Fitzgerald, and, uh, Andy Isabella. We are um, talking sleepers. Chad Williams. I'm playing. We through. are talking sleepers. I just feel like it's some, gotta be somebody, some, some, right? Yeah, that, that <laughs> is my point. David Boston, Anquan Bolden. Somebody <laughs> has to make a connection on this team, and for the cost of Keyshawn Johnson being free. You know, Isabella's costing you something. Yeah. You know, Butler's costing you something. Fitz is costing you something. Keyshawn Johnson, he's going to cost you nothing. A football dollar. You know, one waiver claim. A fab buck. To be fair, I was broke at the end of last year, so that one dollar is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a fantasy football dollar hoarder. Like I probably had. True. Every, every trade I've ever offered arms, he's like throwing three football dollars and not or do it. I'm saving for Fine. My- I'm Fine. saving for my fantasy football retirement. Yes. He's a uh, 401k fab bucks. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I've really been storing up in the old fantasy uh, retirement account. And no, anyhow, I, I just think that somebody's got to connect and he's got as good of a chance as anybody else. And I, I mean, I, you guys have heard me. I don't believe anything about Butler. I, I just don't think he's the answer there. I, I don't hate it. I mean, Keyshawn Johnson is the most pro ready of the rookie wide receivers, according to most pundits. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Six on me already. Um, well, we start with him. Go to him. Then me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've done three. I'm excited about this one, and it's because I've mentioned him on an episode uh, in the past few months, post draft. Uh, ben Burr Curvin, linebacker, Seattle. One of my favorite IDP stashes of the season. This kid is a do-it-all blue-collar linebacker. I'm going to say words I've said over and over again. Blue-collar. Ben Burkirvin, if we he gets a chance. need to have a drop for blue-collar, just like a bell or something. Absolutely. But if he gets a chance to get on the field, this kid's an athlete. He's a sound tackler. He's solid in coverage. He doesn't excel at anything, but he's good at everything. And this being a mostly IDP-based show. I know we don't do as many IDP episodes as we do everything else, but that's because you still have to cover the offensive uh, topics at hand. But when it comes to IDP, I get boners. I'm sorry, I said it. I get boners. And Ben Burkirvin 
gives me a curving. He gives me a curving. It, it slants forward, curves at the last second, and it says, pick this guy up, stash him on your taxi, and don't believe a damn word anybody else says about him. He's going to be a solid fantasy linebacker. Maybe not this year. Might take a year or two, but I can say one thing. If you want upside and you need a linebacker, four, five type guy that could give you production, he is definitely worth a flyer and multiple, multiple, multiple football dollars, multiple football dollars for Ben Burr Curvin. Love him. I would like to have him higher on the list, but six felt right. No input on Burr Curvin. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree, baby. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Like he has every opportunity to end up with a starting job by the end of the season. He can be productive. Mm-hmm. We're we are talking sleepers. I mean, to, for us to disagree, I'm going to be the only one who probably does it because I'm kind of an asshole. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, well, hey, mark, mark this episode explicit. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it. Hey, I don't hate Ben Berkirvin. I I believe I talked to him about him a little bit before the draft as well. I don't believe it. I know, I know in our main league, my linebackers are kind of struggling, and I have Bobby Wagner. I was trying to figure out who's going to be his backup. But they have like Barton and, and the, the mission guy from Barker here. Berkirvin. So I was, looking, I, I was looking at one of them at one point, so who knows? I won't squirt all over the table over Berkirvin, so we'll go ahead and move on to number five. Bauer, take us away. So I really like Justin Watson, who's a wide receiver from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Multiple Buccaneer wide receivers yeah, on the show. Um, so he did set a lot of records at Penn. And before Arm says, who else from Division Two has been a good wide receiver in the NFL? <laughs> Marquise Colston and Andre Reid. Okay. Hey, so, in uh, we're going Pierre Garcin, so, right? so, so what you're saying is one every 10 years. But it's happened. Okay. No, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to clarify that in, in previous to that, Jerry Rice. Got it. So, look, at I thought that I was prepared, and I really wasn't. But regardless, uh, at Penn, he was number one all-time in receptions, in receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, number one in all-purpose yards, and number two in total touchdowns. And he's definitely smarter than us. He's an Ivy League kid. He certainly is. Um, Guy like Ryan Fitzmagic. So, he did have... Almost 4,000 yards receiving in college as opposed to the NFL where he has one catch for five yards. But in the Bruce Arians offense, I think they could do something with him. And he should be free or the $1 holler. There's a lot the of activity uh, at the wide receiver spot for the Arians offense. Yeah. And that's kind of you know where I start liking those Tampa Bay receivers as well. And they're going to have to throw the ball a lot too. Yeah, because yep. they're terrible. Exactly. They don't, they don't have a running back to. I mean, it's going to it's going to be a pass first offense. They, they have running backs, which is not good. Well, it's not good. <laughs> they're going to get Rojo the reins this year, I believe. Is, is that going to work out for well, him, Neil? Do you have a drop for that, Bark? Can, can we? Yeah. Can we cut? That, that's it right there. <laughs> well, because he said crap. <laughs> No, no, that's just oh, Rojo. When you say, no. Rojo is such an offensive word. It's just uh, joke. Payne Barber's one. I was a, that was offensive. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's hey. a mediocre running back. He's nothing more, in my opinion. He's a jag, just a guy, <laughs> just a guy. Uh, yeah. Listen, I, I will say Rojo has every bit of an opportunity to be better than Peyton Barber. Anybody does. I do. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, there's, I think there's four guys in this room that's probably more NFL ready than Peyton but, Barber. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Me, I mean, I, sure. I, I, I shocked that Barber was, was top ten in running back attempts. You know, rush attempts. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And, and, where, and, and where did? Oh my god! So, so many running back by committee. It's not that surprising. So he did nothing with a lot. Yes. That's what I'm saying. See what so he did. Pretty with much. He's done. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be Rojo. So. 
But how did he not take over the job last year? I guess that's part of the question. He sucked. <laughs> I mean, it was just being blunt force trauma honesty. He, he sucked. Oh, I, Sorry, I, I don't Joe. disagree. I, I hope it changes for you. I, I hope have you're that better. Shirt, by the way, what one? Legarrette Blunt, blunt force trauma, and the O is his face. Nice. I got it at uh, outside of the Link Financial Field. I went down to a game with my dad. I could have swore you were going to say Goodwill there. No. <laughs> It was like the $5 parking lot t-shirt. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I've been done with LeGarrette Blunt since she punched the kid from Boise State. <laughs> well, it was a $5 t-shirt in the parking lot. I had a box. $5 running back in real life. Yeah. I, bought, I bought 18 worse. touchdowns one year. One 18. time. I one time. <laughs> I bought worse red hot chili pepper t-shirts outside of the arena before. So <laughs> look like, looked like somebody painted it on with crayon. RHCP, baby. Concert t-shirt outside of Redding. And the one sleeve is normal, and the other sleeve only comes up to here. Little did not know it was, on, it was only five bucks in the parking lot. So well, yeah, no wonder it's only five bucks. I just you, cut you the just sleeves off. Made a spare, spare parts, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Number five, Neil. For mine is very spicy. Mine is Alexander Madison. Of course, everybody's starting to be high on him. I knew. I, like so, I knew he'd come into play there. Yeah. I mean, if Cook stays healthy, that's one thing. But I don't. Nobody sees that happening for sixteen games. Nope. So I, I see Madison. He can handle the workload too. It's it's bound to happen. Cooks gonna go down. A lot of people are getting high on Madison. I like. I, I just hate the thought process of banking on injury. It, yeah, but I do. Too. But here's the thing: Latavius Murray was relevant, whether we want to believe it yeah, or not. No, he right. was relevant. Alexander Madison probably a more dynamic back than Latavius Murray. So oh, Murray easily. can be relevant. Yeah. What's to say Madison can't be relevant with a potential for much more relevancy? Are they going to run the ball more this year though? I think they that's, will. Think that's they what they're to. trying yeah, to do. They have to. Yeah. They, they figured out that while Kirk Cousins is serviceable, and I'm not going to say good. I, I think Kirk he's. A, I think he's a, he was top ten last year. Kirk Cousins is was he volume? Yeah, volume. I know, but, Ryan, but a lot Ryan of people, Fitzpatrick in the same offense probably puts up the same numbers. But uh, I guess what I'm saying is a lot of people bashing on Cousins. I'm not bashing but he him. He did finish as a top ten fantasy quarterback. Fantastic for fantasy, but I mean, I think they realize that if they're going to make it further into the postseason, it's not going to be let's put it all on Cousins. You like that? No, I don't. I, I need some running. Yeah, we're going to be like whenever team. they win playoff games with him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh. They got to. Getting the playoffs. That's going to be a tough division this year. I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Calm down. I'm just, calm, calm down, brother. Calm down. Stewing. <laughs> In the great words of, uh, what's that? What's that guy that did the whole? Uh, would you just look at that? Ed Bassmaster. <laughs> Ed Bassmaster. I say. Psh, psh, psh. <laughs> All right. On to five. On to five. Okay. So let me ask you, what is Seattle trying to replace? Money. No, no, Seattle. They, Doug did, did they, Baldwin. They, they, all right. Do you want a PPR guy, or do you want a deep ball guy? I want a PPR guy. Okay. So if I told you there was a guy who had ninety-seven receptions for a thousand ninety-six yards, would that be a guy that you'd like to have on your team in college? Yeah. In college, a whole bunch of those. What if the guy had fifty-four receptions and nine hundred seventeen yards and thirteen touchdowns in college? Yeah. How about a guy that can do both? It's Gary Jennings. Was, I've talked about him before. You didn't sell me on that. <laughs> he, my point is, he can be the high volume reception guy. Just playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> in Seattle, he can be he, he can be the PPR guy, or he can be your deep ball guy. He, Gary Jennings can do whatever Seattle needs him to do. Greg be, Jennings, Gary, because he is right now 
he's going he's going to be the best receiver on that team. It may not be at the beginning of the year, but at some point at at some point in this season, he will be leading that team in targets. One last time, I don't believe a damn thing you're saying. You don't think it's going to be DeKalen Zacharias? DeKalen Zacharias is a not he's he's like he's the biggest bust at wide receiver. He's going to be a worse bust than Corey uh, Corey Davis. That's okay. DK for those of you who who haven't <laughs> subscribed to the Dynasty Rewind yet, which you should. But that was the name. I can't even repeat it. What was that again, Bauer? DeKalen Zacharias. There we go. What about, okay, who's going to be a bigger bust, him or John Ross? Oh, God, John Ross. Oh, I, I don't think you could be a bigger bust than John Ross. You said he was going to be, you said DK was going to be the biggest well, bust. Well, let, let me rephrase that. Get him, Bauer. But, but hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. You think it's a game? I, I, I don't think at any point somebody thought John Ross was going to be the number one, though, because they had A.J. Green. True. But but whenever I'm thinking from a what kind of productivity he had, John Ross was atrocious and has been. I mean, he's had a few bright spots, but... But he's fast, Arms. Yeah, I get get it. I get it. And Al Davis clearly drafted... That's all that matters. Near Raiders fans. Al Davis' ghost drafted for the Bengals that year, apparently. But, you know, like a lot of people are just so high on DK, and I I just don't see it. I I I agree with you. But Arms, he has muscles. Yeah, so do I. Where? Oh, yeah, just the Arms. It's an obvious tangent, but we're going to be... Rolling about DK and watch. As much we as are. We, we hate him so much. He's gonna be like the best receiver ever. Now. Yeah, he's probably listening to the back row show. Just be like, <laughs> f those guys. <laughs> those I'm gonna do some more curls. I think the real thing that's going on here is Arms is trying to drive down his value, and Arms is like snagged him. <laughs> no, no, I, I have, I, I will literally pass on him if he was in the second round of rookie draft. straw man. That if was in, I, what if he was in the third? Would you take him in the third? Depends on who else is there, but I would take him in the, in the third. I would take him in the late first and second. I, I, I will I absolutely him first, pass, him, pass on him in the first. Late. Absolutely, I play IDP. I will take several IDP, IDP players over him. You don't want to Bosa? take. You don't want to take DK and then oh, yeah. flip okay. a trade for him immediately afterwards for two picks. Did everybody else just pass on him? Maybe clearly. Some, maybe somebody was just waiting for him to fall, and then they're like, Psh, "Arms got him." No, I, I'm. I'm Absolutely will not take him in the first round of any rookie draft. Ooh, you hate him more than I hate the Trumpster. <laughs> not a political podcast, Parker. <laughs> you don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about Donald Dump or nothing. <laughs> They're in the cold. Sorry. Uh, you don't talk about your uh, current and future president that way. Oh, Lord. I'd rather have DK. Anyways. Let's get back to he's not old enough. football. Okay, Neil. <laughs> Vote for the Rock 2020. I, I told you guys I had a Miami I'm guy. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> told you guys I had a, a Miami guy coming up, and it's it's not Albert Wilson. It's uh it's a little out of left field. You want to go sleepers? Arms or uh, man, you know what? I was getting ready to tell Neil to give me the uh the snore sample, but that was Lambert that was like Oh, oh we're done talking about the NBA. Mm-hmm. Preston Williams, uh, Miami, undrafted free agent, Colorado State. Listen, I, I don't buy too much into OTAs, but he did turn some heads, and it's always good to see an undrafted free agent turn some heads. I have zero faith, as a Miami fan, mind you, in Devontae Parker. I have zero faith in Kenny Steele's being Steele's. A little Appalachia come out. I have no daggone faith in Kenny Steele's coming out. That daggone dagger, biscuits and mustard. I have no faith in Kenny Steele's. Yes. I have no faith in Kenny Steele's being a consistent fantasy producer. I love Kenny Steele's as a Miami Dolphins wide receiver because I think Kenny Steele's is a good receiver. Regardless, I don't want him in fantasy. But if you want to go deep, Mm. If you want to go deep, Preston Williams is going deep 
And listen, there is a ton of opportunity on a Miami Dolphins squad that should have drafted receivers, and they did not. Preston Williams, turning heads, weak class. Ryan Fitzpatrick, probably going to start some games. Give me, give me some Preston Williams as, at worst, a dynasty taxi squad stash, and I would not be surprised if this is your next Marcus Colston. I said it. I, well, said, I mean, I just hope they actually win some games. I mean, weren't they like 7-9 last year, though, which is actually really surprising? Miami's always six and ten to nine and seven, and they always snag one from the Pats. Yeah, yeah always and, a yep. home. Yes, they always so, get one guy that makes some crazy ass play. One thing I'll say in your love for Williams, um, the guy was a big Division One prospect. He went to Tennessee initially. Okay, I mean playing in the SEC, you got to have you got to have some clout to your high school game. Um, I don't know what happened, but he it goes it goes Colorado State and. 96 receptions, 1,345 yards, and uh, 14 touchdowns. I really feel like I'm looking at Michael Gallup's numbers from the year before. Like, that's productive. I mean, in a lot of love that Gallup and uh, as the aforementioned James Washington earlier in the James! show. It's been a while like, since I did that. Washington. If, if he's on another team, a lot of people are talking about him. I don't, I don't hate that pick. I really don't. I, I mean, you just got to look at the opportunity versus what they got. Listen, Devontae well, Parker. What is Devontae Parker, Neil? Say it for me. Trash. Trash what? Bag? Can? Uh, can. He's a trash can. He's an absolute trash can. He's, I a love ser- he's a serviceable trash can. I love Albert Wilson. I do. But he's still yet to be cleared to even step onto the field. We're talking We're talking a long time. We're talking like eight, nine months of Albert Wilson. Some kind of hip injury keeping him off the field. Somebody's got to do something to Miami. Why not Preston Williams? I will uh, to kind of touch back on Gallup with all the hype that we had. Gallup, uh, his senior year had 100 receptions, 1,418 yards, seven touchdowns. The previous year, he did have 76, 12, 72, and 14. But Preston Williams, his last year in college, 96, 13, 45, and 14. Like, similar. I got so, excited there for a minute. You were auctioneering for a second. Oh, I tell you what, I might be able to say I'm 14. You're saying it's a system. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm not That's saying That's what I'm gathering. Yeah, it's a system. No, what I'm saying is there's a lot of other teams that. If, if he would have went to the Cowboys last year, pre-Amari Cooper, he would have got the Michael Gallup hype. I don't want to That's talk about the I'm Cowboys today, okay? Okay. We I'll buy it. it. No, yeah. I'll buy it. Number four, Bauer, take us. Question for you before I go to four. Um, 12 as inches wide. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, that's a waste of that's, well, a, that's a waste of memory. No, no, that's the only size up to get right. That is the length of my foot. You, what is wrong oh, with you people? I'm yeah. in Bauer. I'm Bauer. in room one twenty two. But um, so <laughs> as a Dolphins fan, do you like Kenny Stills better as a player than a fan as a a member of your team as opposed to a fantasy asset? Because for me, as an Eagles fan, I love Alshon Jeffrey as a part of the Eagles. But I don't want any part of him in fantasy. Same thing. Okay. I, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey to me, a nice, big, imposing presence that people have to pay attention to. But I'm not to, touching him. But I'm not touching him in yeah. fantasy because he's just not consistent enough. Kenny Stills, you have to pay attention. He can get deep. He has good hands. He's a good football player. If he was on, if he was still on the Saints, or if he was on the Minnesota Vikings, if one of those guys left, if he was on a better team than Miami. The guy's got potential to be a, a lockdown wide receiver three, but in Miami, he's just not. He, he's a bi-week guy. I love him as a real-life player. I hope Miami keeps him till the end of his career because I'm a Kenny Stills fan, but uh, yeah, hands off from fantasy for me. So, fun fact, I traded him in a 20, 
nineteen second for Curtis Samuel. I, I saw that, I mean, and I love that I love because Curtis I think Samuel. Curtis Samuel is a was, potential fantasy rock star, especially if Will Greer gets. He is the so young too. That's I, the thing. Yep. I didn't think he was going to take it. I just kind of threw the trade out as a talking point. Dude was crazy to do it. Yeah, he was probably. It's not. It's not anything <laughs> eye catching. Like, oh, veto that because Curtis Samuel don't have the name quite yet, but he's on his way. Third year breakout. That's what I'm going for. Um, so here's a sleeper. A lot of guys have been down on him. I know he kind of already broke out his rookie year, so maybe resurgent, uh, maybe more of a reject guy. But I'm going with Jordan Howard. Miles Sanders has been battling a hamstring injury. He does have a fumbling issue. Jordan Howard, while he's not the greatest receiver, arms does have a 66.7% catch rate throughout his career. I don't know why I'm looking at you, because I feel like I'm ready for an argument. I'm a, I'm a beautiful he's, man. He's yeah. ready to roll out that I know. anti-Jordan Howard. You know, I actually like Jordan Howard. He's the reason why I prepared so much for the show, because I was ready for him to just argue with me. But anyway. Not tough um, to get ready for, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> So Jordan Howard has actually declined every year in the league uh, since he's been a rookie. That's why I think he'd be a good sleeper. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. He's going into a team that's been running back by committee. Out of necessity. Trust me, I'm an Eagles fan. They were running back by committee because their running backs sucked. They actually have two good running backs now. Jordan Howard's going to be the guy for probably about six to ten weeks. Tops, sell him, roll into the playoffs, win a championship, then move on to Miles Sanders. Championship? I don't hate it. I mean, the guy's been in the league two years. He's been over 1,000 yards for two years. You know, he's... Yeah, granted, twenty-ish catches, twenty to twenty or twenty-three, twenty-nine is two years it's, in league. So sixteen was twenty-nine, seventeen was twenty-three, and eighteen was twenty. Um, oh, I'm missing eighteen. I apologize. It's okay. He was nine, nine thirty-five and eighteen. The night bower. So, took so he, down does, he does have. He's been three years. For some reason, I thought it was two. Um, but no, I I don't hate it because I think that he's in a better offense for his skill set. If that makes sense. Well, they, I, I, I hate think... I hated JHIA being there because JHIA. Wasn't the right back for that system. I think he's a guy that they could utilize. I think they're going to switch to more of a running game because they're going to want to try to keep Carson Wentz healthy. They just paid him a ton of dough. Did have a back back fracture last year. People like he's injury prone. The line sucked when he got hurt. They got better when they got some linemen back. So I think Jordan Howard's going to be uh, an asset, not a hindrance to the Eagles, and especially Carson Wentz. Hand the ball off. Fling it to him a couple times a game. It can't hurt. I got a rebuttal on that real quick. You, You bring Deshaun Jackson in. You give Carson Wentz the big uh, contract. You bring in a guy like Miles Sanders who has some passing game chops. I, I don't think they're going to run the ball any more than they did last year. I think it's going to be uh, Jordan Howard in short yardage situations. And I think they'll attempt to give it to him early on in the season, but they'll realize, you know, hey, we've got a uh, kind of a Miles Westbrook kind of guy in Miles Sanders. Brian Carson Westbrook. Wentz. Huh? Brian Westbrook. Who did I say? Miles Westbrook. Miles Westbrook, Love same guy. Westbrook. Same guy, Miles Met Westbrook. Too, great guy. But yeah, they've, they've got that guy in Miles Westbrook. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> that was but, all purpose. But listen, uh, Carson Wentz, they believe in him. I don't think they're going to take much of the pressure off of him. They want to protect him more. I think uh, Jordan Howard's a fine pass blocking back. Uh, I think there's more reasons behind the scenes as to why they brought in Jordan Howard, but they got to pump his head full of crap. Oh, yeah, Jordan, you're a guy. Oh, yeah, we're going to throw it to you more. Oh, well, Jordan, you're, you're doing real great in uh, the passing game. And Miles Sanders is a, you know. I'm not terribly concerned about the, you know, we're going to throw the ball to, to him. 
just look at their receiving core. Like they've got a lot of guys. Who I, are, I love the receiving core. I mean, you too. got all right. So Arcega. Alshon, or uh, J Jaw, Djax, Djax, um, Aguilar, Aguilar Ertz. It's like guys, Goddard, share Goddard. some, share some, share some love to other teams. Let, let, arms over here having a seizure. Let's, let's, let's yeah, come on now. How often can you put eight men in the box? You're not going to be able to. And if you do, they're going to run two tight ends. I mean, you they there's every opportunity for Jordan Howard to succeed. Do I think he's going to have 1,500 yards rushing? No. But I think he's going to be a hell of a value for where you get him. But now, I, I will give Bauer one. this real quick. I won't be surprised if they do exactly what Bauer said just because. Now, I mean, just because it also makes sense. Option number two. Harry Roseman has done this before. Somebody gets hurt in camp, starting running back somewhere. Howard's gone. And they're go- they're going to trade him, and they're going to get a good return on it, just like uh, Wentz's rookie season. Sam Bradford was supposed to be the starter. Teddy Bridgewater went down. Bradford got shipped out for a first-round pick, and Wentz was the starter ever since. So that's another option. They only gave up, I think, a six-round pick to get him. And Howard, if he shows well, that's a great strategy. If, if they throw one, him out for a couple games. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, obviously you're going to want to get Sanders on the field sooner rather than later. He is – a far better back. I, I agree. So. But he could stave him off long enough. I agree. Long enough to be productive for your fantasy team. And here's and a long guy. enough to be traded. He could be a sleeper for you for a couple weeks, and he could return dividends to you if you trade him while his value is at its highest. So, strategy. Like, every, like, like everyone ever should do with Derrick Henry. Might, yeah. might even oh. be able to net a, a defensive player to pick for Howard, So, which have, is what they could use. Huh. Do you have a defensive sleeper? Was that the segue? No. I got some, but that wasn't a segue. Right. Although my number four, he is, but it's not my turn. Neil. My next one is my boy, Hunter, Hunter Renfro for the Raiders. Uh, He's going to see Taunton. Most boring one of the, the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He got, he got to talk to sleep on the last pick. You, bet, you better uh, put some stuff on tape He's and back that up. He's gonna be the hardest worker for that for that team. Blue collar, pretty, okay. Oh, 100 okay. percent, but he packs a lunch bucket <laughs> with a pack of ramen noodles and some water. He should get some protein. And, <laughs> and, and, outside, and outside the, the diva of AB, he's literally he's there. He's not he's not facing much ahead of him. He's he's a slot guy. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna see plenty of play. I I see thirty snaps on him a game. I, I just here's my my issue. As much as I love Derek Carr and everybody knows I adore Derek Carr, you do. Yeah, okay. obviously. Raiders more, more than Rich Gannon. Raiders, Interesting. Not quite yet, but all right. I just don't think there's enough passes to go to make him have any relevance. Why not? Tyrell Williams. A. Who's Tyrell Williams? I agree. Tyrell Williams is he, he, get off get a, off a, of it, Neil. A tight end. <laughs> whether it's Foster Moreau, He's Darren better. Waller, He's a better. tight end is going to make a difference there. Uh, Josh Jacobs, who had some pass catching chop or yeah, pass catching chops in college. I mean, there's. I just feel like Renfro probably not the right situation for him to succeed, in my opinion. Tyrell's a lock for a thousand yards, Neil. Coming from me, locking it down. Really, locking it down. <laughs> All right, I like it. Lock. Is it on me? It's on you. It's on me. All right. I'm going to go with, uh, we're on four, right? Give we're me, on four. All right, give me Kelvin Harmon, Washington. I like it. I just, like, he goes, what, sixth, seventh round? Sixth, yeah. All right. Nobody's talking about him, but before the draft, he's everyone's talking about him being a top, not top ten overall, but one of the ten best receivers in this year's yeah. draft. 
Top five in my book. He, he's a great possession guy. I mean, I like him a lot better than guys who went way before him. Zacharias? Yeah. DK, uh, <laughs> Butler. I mean, get somebody's going to lock in with uh, with Dwayne Haskins. Somebody's going to. Trey Quinn. Possibly. <laughs> Terry McLaurin. See, I, I think Terry McLaurin's going to be fine. Reed. But I, I do feel like this offense is, is <laughs> going to be... As prolific enough to support two wide receivers, Josh, and I do Doxon. think that that number. I'm I, kidding. I almost put him on the list because he's not had a great quarterback. That's to this disgusting. Point. Uh, injury whenever he was with Cousins, and then obviously uh, Alex Smith, and Cup, then you know tra- a bunch of trash cans. But you know, someone's going to walk in with him. You know, maybe they uh, they bond or whatever. But I think uh, Harmon could have an opportunity to have a solid year, and nobody's talking about him. I like it. I, he's he's got a clear path to starting. I think so, too. Can I say something about Kelvin Harmon? No, move on. Okay. So, sure. I did an article on Kelvin Harmon for, I think it was uh, Married to the Game, um, and everyone was saying how great Ryan Finley is. Um, what I saw was Kelvin Harmon made Ryan Finley look good. He had a lot of adjustments in the air. That's how Mike Evans did for Manziel, too. Yeah, he had a lot of adjustments in the air that made Finley look a Catching lot better. Catching dead ducks. Yep. Yeah, a lot better than what he really is, so... Bengals fans, is there any Bengals fans out there? I mean, this is Ohio, so yeah, there's some, but not, <laughs> yeah, not well, here. Well, I'm from Pennsylvania. I've there's never met here. a Bengals fan that I can Qu- remember. Quite, so. quite a few. You, you, met, you walked by several tonight, but oh, all right. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> six cents. You walked by a, a million, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't talk to him, but uh, that was my takeaway from. They, they don't know how to talk. They just <laughs> like they. You go Bengals. Go, this is our year. That's all they know how to say. Who day? Marvin Lewis's fault. I thought who that was. Um, who day? Oh, who day? Who day? Who day is that? Is that the same? Yeah. Bengals. Yeah. Bengals. Who day gonna be? Yeah, Bengals. I don't understand why there's a who day and a who dat. I don't. Somebody it. copied somewhere. Well, yeah. the Bengals, yeah. I do believe, did it first, and then uh, mm-hmm. then the Saints got good, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. Mm, okay. So that's <laughs> yeah. my Harmon, two consecutive seasons, a thousand yards. I mean, he's he's productive I, in, I in I a like good conference. All. Yeah. So. I'm uh I'm gonna take us in the direction of IDP. Number four, guy I've talked about plenty. Uh, he's still not getting any of the love that he deserves. Again, the the defensive back landscape in IDP is very tricky. Year to year, you really can't pin down anyone outside of a few guys that could that should finish top ten. Those kind of guys are uh, Landon Collins. Uh, now we've got uh, uh, Arizona. Buddha, help, help me Buddha out, Baker. Buddha Baker. He's a lock. But Jamal uh, Adams, yeah, yeah, Jamal Adams. But but if you want to go for somebody that's cheap and that you can grab right now, go grab him. Just quit listening to what I'm saying after I say go grab him. Juan Thornhill. He's in Kansas City. He was drafted high. He has the clearest path to starting on that entire team that wasn't already starting. Go grab Juan Thornhill. You can have him for a couple bucks, and I am guaranteeing. Take it to the Bark Bank, even. Just like that Tyrell Williams 1,000-yard season. Juan Thornhill, and I'm not going to go crazy. He's going to be a top 30 DB, and you can get him for nothing. So, to add to your point here, as good as uh, as Mahomes was last year, it's, it's, typically speaking, there's a huge backslide. Uh, about 15% in productivity year over year for top-flight quarterbacks. And I believe that'll happen. Okay. It, even, but even if there is, he would be like, it was like one number one, two, or three. Right. You know, that means that that offense is still going to score a ton of points. And as a safety, a ton of points, what's that lead to? A ton of interception opportunity, pass defense opportunity, tackle opportunity. Absolutely. Juan Thornhill drafted as the kind of 
replacement to Eric Berry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had kind of a rotation, you know, uh, Lucas and uh, I can't remember the other uh, Jordan Lucas. Um, I can't. Was can't. it Sorensen years past? Uh, Soren, but they had like two or three guys last year that just couldn't fill the role. Right. So, Murray. Yeah. Murray. Eric Murray. Murray. Eric Murray. So they addressed it this year. And that's where I, I do I do agree with you. I think Thornhill is going to be a fine pick. And, guys, people in an IDP league, people still just look completely past defensive backs. Like, oh, they have no value. Okay, you're right. A lot of cornerbacks. Try, try winning a league thinking that way. Exactly. Good luck. Yeah, you just let people pass on him, put a few dollars in. Here, here's the thing for, for Thornhill. I'm putting two or three dollars on him because if somebody else has the same mentality, I do want him on my team. I love that pick because I think he has a great opportunity to succeed with plenty of opportunity to, you know, to be very, very active in the game very quickly. Nice. Okay, so we're down to number three. Thanks for backing me up on the old thorny. Three, Bauer, take it away. I'm, I'm interested. We're to our top three apiece of our favorite sleepers. I'm eager. All right, well, I'm going to save this guy for last just because of the team he plays on. So, um... So a lot of our... He's an eagle. No. Okay. He's a chief, actually. Okay. So he's going to be it's last. It's Patrick Mahomes. Uh-oh. I already read his, I read his notes. I don't know who's that. Breakout. <laughs> Never heard of him. Okay. Um, so a lot of the listeners on our show, they're not the biggest IDP players. Um, so Fred Warner, I like from the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of people are forgetting about him because all eyes are on Quan Alexander. Very physical. He's not a lazy tackler, and he's very good in coverage. So did play a complete season last year as a rookie. I like him a lot. Um, I was actually able to acquire him for a fourth-round pick that, in 2020. That, that's great value because Quan Alexander doesn't exactly have a uh, reputation for being a pillar of health either. I knew he was going to say pillar of health. I swear <laughs> to God. I, knew, I was going to say he's not a pillar of health. Like, I knew he was going to say that. that. That's what that uh, you know decade and a half of friendship does. Can right. I say something to you guys that really bothers me about IDP? I don't know if you guys Nothing have, bothers you about IDP. Not about IDP itself, about the people that play it. Okay. I've had people say to me, I don't put value in defensive players. Why well, are you playing in an IDP league? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I've, and I hate to admit this, I've practically bankrupt teams' defensive stocks. Hey, why don't you throw in this guy? Why don't you throw in that guy? Oh, yeah, sure. Beautiful yeah, I don't, strategy. I don't value no. IDP. Yeah, well, guess what? Points are points, and points equals wins, mm-hmm. and wins equals championships. I've lost many years for the fact that I never really thought that linebackers were that big of a deal Yeah, yeah. until I miss out on 15 to 18 points a game. I paid a first-rounder for Demarcus Lawrence. I've said it time and time again. I gave a first-rounder for Demarcus Lawrence two years ago. That got me to the title game. I lost, sadly, but it got me there. But I you won were there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and that's because I, I needed that I needed that other piece to round need, out yeah. my team. Your goal in IDP is to put the best team on paper. Five, Top five, to bottom. Five to seven more points a game. Correct. Oh, yeah. It's like I was always happy having this London Fletcher and yeah. whoever else. I'm like, yeah, they're fine guys, but I never went out on the limb. And I realize that now because like, I, you the know. The KO spikes. I, how, many, was good. how many times have the people at this table lost a game by one to five points? All, all the time. How many times? So many times. It, I've been out of tiebreakers before. It's all Three times a year? Four times uh-huh. a year? Yep. With the kids, it, you Monday know. night football, man. You're like you're biting your nails. It's like, that, yeah. Listen, that's the reason I own no more Eli Manning. How many people's lost a game on Monday night? I need I need 20 points for me, Eli Manning. He scored 40 last week. <laughs> Here comes 17 points. Thanks, Eli. Right. Yep. So so you have this crap that's ass stupid look on his face. <laughs> yeah, you have this crap ass defense that you fielded. Monday night comes, you're up by you know four, 
uh, and you're 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 playing Eli Manning. I'm sorry, that's a bad example. You're, you're playing, probably still going to win. <laughs> you're, you're you're playing uh, Rojas, the kicker, Alejandre or Alexander Rojas, and you're screwed, man. And that's because you think defensive players just aren't important. Yeah, so, the, that's that should be a lesson for the day. Don't sleep on them. Yeah, you IDP players that think that way. You and just get on board, okay? Get yourself good IDP players. If you build the right defense, your offense can honestly be lacking and you'll still be competitive. It yeah. goes both ways. Yeah. Can we, can we get can rid of com- team defense too? Oh, God, yes. Can please. we get rid of it? Can that be a thing that's, or we should just start doing team offense too? Yeah. What, what <laughs> if that's a most Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take Chiefs and Bears. I win. I, I understand there's an exception on paper, but like, like yeah, you might have to give up, like, say, an AJ Green to get. Of Wagner, yeah, it doesn't look great, but it's the point of them is somewhat similar at times. So, so here, here's my thing, and if you're going to play in an IDP league, make the defensive scoring matter. Mm-hmm. Don't put an IDP league to where it's like a, a linebacker is damn near worthless. Right. <laughs> like Austin Hooper's outscoring freaking C.J. Mosley. That's ridiculous. Well, he's so good that <laughs> no. he might do that. <laughs> but no, seriously. Like, don't Garrett, put, are you listening? Don't put someone who's <laughs> who's scoring six points a game outscoring a, a linebacker that score, you know, gets 15 tackles. So that's why I that's love ridiculous. IDP, too, because let's say you have a team like, I don't know, what's a bad defense right now? Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. But you have it's like de- the default. Yeah. They're the worst against the run, the worst against receiving, worst against quarterbacks, worst against tight ends. Yeah. So you start their defense, you're going to get torched for negative 10, but you have some IDP players in there, bunch of tackles, you get points. That's why IDP is better. That's why I don't understand these people in the quote-unquote fantasy industry. Yeah, you have a stud middle linebacker, rookie. Exactly. Well, I don't play IDP. Well, then learn. Actually, I mean, if you, want, if you want to talk about it, you put Tampa Bay on the field, you do score negative 10 points, right? But if you have... Quan Alexander went healthy, or Levante David went healthy. I mean, um, White, Devin White, like Devin White yeah. this year, he's going to be. You're going to have some productivity, 18, 20 points or so. You know, a, a healthy JPP. You've all of a sudden you're you're in the game with a couple players from a bad defense. Yeah. And, just, and just to back up Bauer, like, okay, you're you're uh, in the industry. You're you're in the FF industry, but you don't play IDP. Like, what the hell are you afraid of? What's to be afraid of? Why wouldn't you want a game that requires more attention and for you to actually watch both sides of the ball in all the games you watch on Sunday Ticket? I had someone tell me, I don't have time for that. Well, then why are you playing fantasy football I, at all? It's if not you're, that much time. You're watching the game, right? I've watched many games just to watch a, an opponent's linebacker. I have too. Me too. And this get pure, yeah. you know, it's full rage when he gets this few tackles. Yeah. Mike, he didn't tackle right there, okay? You're giving him the tackle. It's going to be a half tackle. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, <laughs> he wasn't there. He was near that guy. Or whenever you're watching an update, you're like. like Van last year, I swear <laughs> he didn't have his tackles and he kept giving them to him. I was like, how did he get 0.75 points? He, he was like beside <laughs> the guy. Are you giving him an assisted tackle for making the guy veer towards him? That's BS. <laughs> but no, I mean, you talked about it, I believe, on your last show, like where fantasy's going. You know, yes. what what the next it's, step. It's going to Devi. Uh, I'll give it that. See, I think it's, I think IDP is what's going to grow. I mean, because that's the next logical level at the NFL level. Like, everyone's like, well, super flex. Hey, uh, guys, I played in two quarterback leagues before. Like, yeah. that, that's all Superflex really Superflex is, essentially. Superflex is not anything new. It's basically a two-quarterback league. The first league I ever won, I had Eli and Peyton Manning, and I won. <laughs> of course you did. I yeah. did. Well, it's like my third year ever playing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I win because I think... Tattoo of Eli on his nutsack. I do, actually, I do. It's, he, he's like... <laughs> he looks confused. He looks kind of lost, but... 
<laughs> anyhow, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, Superflex is, is the next logical step. I do feel like if you're going to go into the advanced metrics of the game, bring the whole game into it. And let's stop talking about getting rid of kickers, too. They're part of the game as well. I hate it. I get frustrated whenever a kicker gets but 20 points on me. But damn it, they play. And if I didn't plan to, you know, have the kicker Harrison Butker, you know, or, or you know, Greg the leg or yeah, something like, like, like that, or Luke, 60 yards. like if I didn't plan to have that, then that's my fault. I'll say this one last thing. The one thing I did say on our show is if you want positions done away with, kicker, defense, tight ends, you don't know how to scout. You don't know how to plan. You don't know how to draft. It's lazy also. And exactly. And you just want it done away with because you don't know how to do it. And, and I, then and you I, shouldn't be playing fantasy. That comes back to IDP. You really think you're good? I, I'm sorry we might lose some listeners over us doing this, but you really do you really think you're you're actually good at this? Then then jump into a full-sized arena. That's IDP. Yeah. I tend to agree. Or, or Debbie. I'll give Debbie the benefit of the doubt, too. I don't play it. It's fun. But, but it is. It is fun. It's it. It's big, and it takes a lot more focus and a lot more knowledge. So I'll hand it off to Debbie, too. IDP, Debbie, if you're afraid of getting into something bigger than offense only with a team defense, yeah, you're going to be uh, obsolete just like redraft here in another five. What I will say about in the Debbie, you know, the Debbie leagues, it's to me like I have to watch a whole different – Whole different type of football, you know. You got to watch that, the, that's the college why game. That's why I don't play, and that, that's where it becomes too consuming for me. To where right. I can focus on the NFL, and, and you know, it, it to me that is no more than what I'm doing in standard league right. or even a redraft. <clears throat> now, that being said, can we move on to number three? Yes, we will. But okay. last last statement. That being said, if if this if we did nothing in life besides raising kids, banging wives, and and doing this show, we would probably play Debbie because we've got the time to watch Saturday and Sunday. But unfortunately, the real world, Listen, we can only watch one or the other. I would love to with put 40 a hours a week in, 28 of it being watching football. Right, mm, absolutely. So so again, not, not slamming Debbie at all. We just don't have the time for it. But we do have time to pay attention to both sides of the ball in the NFL. Number three, let's, uh, let's, let's keep it going. So my number three, I believe, I know we've talked about him before, but he's still underdrafted, uh, still pretty much free. And it's Marcus Davenport. Very limited opportunities last year. He battled some injuries. He had four and a half sacks. I mean, he finished the season with, in our st- uh, league of record, 43 total points. You know, like the guy did practically, you know, in totality, nothing. I think Davenport has an opportunity to really shine this year. You know, he's still got a, a talented defense around him. He's not going to be the, you know, main guy anyone's got to account for because they still have Jordan. Jordan Cameron, Cam Jordan. Yeah, Cam Jordan. I, I was, I, there, yeah, there was Jordan. There was Jordan, Jordan Cameron, old, Cam Jordan. Good old uh, Browns tight end. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Cameron was the one drafted out of UCLA. We, yeah. we get it. Anyhow. Um, yeah, no, I just and think he's the Buckeye too. We get it. Neil. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, I just I just think there's going to be uh, plenty of opportunity for for him to shine. Possibly, you know, approach that top fifteen in a in we a position that's very Sorry. you know kind of <laughs> lax. I mean, the guy if he scored five points a game for you, that's more than most defensive yeah. ends. And I think he could uh, <laughs> score more than that on average this year. And I hate the word draft capital, but they gave up a crap ton to get him. 14th to move overall, up and, they in 2018. Moved, yeah, to move up and grab him, they gave up a ton. So, you you tell me they're not going to put him on the field as much as they possibly can. They 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 absolutely are going to roll him out as much as possible. Number three for me, 
Oren Burks keeping it on the defensive side. This is one of Arms' guys. Uh, Oren Burks was drafted fairly highly in Green Bay uh, to play right beside Blake Martinez and be an imposing force in the middle. Uh, injuries kind of derailed him last year, didn't give him a chance to move up the depth chart. Uh, to me, if you're looking for a high upside guy as a linebacker, four or five, Oren Burks is a good one. New coaching staff in Green Bay, a lot of new philosophies, probably going to piss Aaron Rodgers off, but I think you're going to see a, a more fiery and ferocious defense. And I think Oren Burks is a good player that once he can stay on the field, is going to be solid. I love Blake Martinez. I really do. And uh, I, I think because of Blake Martinez blossoming into one of the better linebackers in the league, going to free Oren Burks up. I, I mean, Blake Martinez can can take on two guys, and Oren Burks can split the gap, get right through the middle, you know, take down a running back, get a quarterback every once in a while. Oren Burks is a really solid player that if you're going to take a dart throw on a guy, middle linebacker is the way to go in IDP. Why not take a high draft pedigree guy like Oren Burks and hope for the best? I think he's a good player. He's going to get it done. And, and for the most part, I mean, in Green Bay, what did they add this year? I mean, obviously they get rid of Matthews, but they, I mean, they take care of pass rushers. They don't take care of like high volume, ta- bring in high volume tackle guys. And to me, that just means, hey, we're trying to block these guys from getting to our quarterback. We've got to count for everyone else. I, I do think Oren Burks is going to get kind of lost in the shuffle a lot this year and have some pretty productive games. I don't have him on my list. Uh, probably an oversight on my own part, but I do love me some more. Bur- uh, or like Burks. Rewind. Dynasty rewind. I don't know why I thought Blake Martinez was in the league fight 20 years or something. He's like three, man. Three or four. It feels like he's been around forever. It's just the name. Blake Martinez just sounds like default name. Junior Seau's running mate. Yeah, he's been playing since 1978. Right. So there we go. We're to the top two for each respective host tonight. All right, Hour. I'll make it quick. Uh, I like to hear Whitehead, a linebacker Love from it. Oakland. Love Maybe it. Arms disagrees with me. I don't know. I, I don't hate it. I, I don't know who's going to be the, the man there, but somebody is, and Somebody's they're going to be, be damn good. And so, thanks, thanks to those signings, it's put him back in sleeper status. He was good last year, but all of a sudden, he's overlooked again. Well, and my thing is, you have uh, Perfect and Marshall who are in front of him. He could play all three positions, mm-hmm. and each of these two guys – have missed a lot of time with injuries. He's been consistent throughout his career. I believe he was with Detroit before he was with yes, Oakland. Correct. So um, I like him a lot. He's not going to be probably a linebacker two, maybe a linebacker three for you, but he could give you enough points to win you a game. And again, IDP, build, build your roster. Linebacker threes are important. And in yes. our leagues, that's a starter. We start three linebackers Yeah. because right. we love IDP. So – if he's a linebacker three, give him to me all day. You, you need three good linebackers. And I, I agree. I think Tahir Whitehead is underrated every single season, more so this year now because of what? Vontez Perfect and Brandon Marshall. Guys haven't been good in a couple of years. And I believe and they can't been, stay healthy. It's been said on this show, I believe by arms, that Perfect treats his body like a missile. Yes. So he's just, it's a matter of time until he gets hurt. Yep. Absolutely. So. Complete reckless abandon, man. He just goes and tries to kill people, maybe himself. I mean, I don't know what he's doing. But it's great for the highlight reel, but not absolutely. for his body. So. Sadly, they don't sell those big hit videos anymore. No. Used those to be are, what I uh, watched growing up playing football. Yeah, those yeah. are good. Now they're illegal. It's like, ooh. It's like faces of death now. It's oh, like, man, I used to watch crap like that. Ray Lewis hits. It's like, why is this listed uh, right beside, you know, illegal murders on video? <laughs> w- WCW I mean, Summer Bash. As though all murder's not illegal. I'm an idiot. I'll shut up. I'll see myself out. See you later. Thanks for doing so. Neil, number two. I am going with, it might not be too big of a sleeper, but Deontay Foreman. 
Uh, no, no, Dante Foreman. I, I had him. I had him. I, yeah. I was going to put him on the round table. I like yeah. that. I mean, all the, I mean, the coaching staff ain't the biggest on Lamar Miller, and who is actually high um, on Lamar Miller other than his parents? Maybe I was going to say the same thing. His mom probably really <laughs> likes him. Yes, maybe it's maybe a significant other. I, mean, I, I doubt it. Foreman, no, you, you got to be a good running back to get a significant other. <laughs> he, he's got all the chances in the world here. I think he will actually end up being the starter sooner rather than later. I, I like the guy's just battled injuries. There's the only well, downfall the for me. He, he, he looked great before. I understand injury. he had the, the blistering season, like what, like negative one yards last year, something like that. But like, no, he's I, healthy now. I'm I'm entirely with you. Like, yeah. I think Foreman is. I I just I don't like Miller. I've never liked Miller. Same. Like whenever he came out, everyone's like he's going to be a pass catching monster, and he never developed into that. No. I just think Foreman is, when healthy, what Miller should have been. There's my piece. Everybody thought he'd be the next Arian Foster or Dominic Davis, and never happened, right? I like it. Arms too. So I, I did a little, uh, little audible here, and I, I had this guy at my number one for a minute, but I did move him down to number two. It's going to be Albert Wilson. Uh, yeah. A little bit of what Neil said earlier. I like him. I really do. The, the thing. All right, Wilson last year when he played did not have a game under six point eight points. All right, he had four touchdowns. He only played seven games. You know, 391 yards. Who was his quarterback? Garbage. That's who. It doesn't matter who was throwing the ball. They were terrible. Tannehill. Who Who else? He's going he's to lead the Titans to the promised land. You watch. Brock okay. Osweiler, Jay Cutler. Yeah, so a, bu- a bunch of hot garbage. Just Great th- names. Was throwing, the quarter, or throwing the ball his general vicinity, but not to him. Uh, instead, he's got a guy who really likes to throw it deep, if it's magic. Um, I, I just think Wilson has an opportunity to shine this year to finally showcase the talents that he has. We we said it, it was a little over a year ago on this, on this very podcast. He's like Tyreek Hill light. The Chiefs just happen to have Tyreek Hill. You you want the truth on Albert Wilson? Yeah. Here's the truth. By the so, way, also, he's only 26 years old. So listen, the Miami Dolphins, devoid of wide receiver talent last year, stuck on a desert island looking for their next wide receiver. They find him in Wilson. Then they go out for a little boat ride. He hurts his hip. He floats away. To which Tom Hanks yells, Wilson! He's gone. <laughs> he's gone, Arms. He's gone, okay? He's going to float back to you he's with gone. a red handprint on his, his face, little, and you're going to regret that. His little soccer hip is effed up, and he's gone, okay? I don't. I End don't agree. Story. I think he's going to come what back. What we talking about? It, I mean, fact, the fact that Barker actually liked him one point is the negative. I love Albert Wilson. Yeah. So, all right, I'm striking he's him on my list. Yeah. Like he, he's, he's electric, done. but he needs electrotherapy on his hip before he can ever come back. And apparently, he doesn't want to do that. I, I think he comes back healthy. I think he comes back fine. But I will tell you, a wide receiver that you can put at number two on the sleeper list that is going to get on the field and uh, produce right away, and his name's not Wilson. Is that Hunter Renfro? It's Trey Quinn. He's my number one, so we're going to talk about it at the same time. Wait a minute. You already mentioned yeah, Trey, Trey Quinn, Quinn. you, you no, silly I bastard. Yes, you did. Trey Quan. Yes, Trey, you, you did. said Trey Quinn. You have him marked You're out. You're talking about Trey Quan. I'm talking about Trey Quan Smith. <laughs> well, You're talking I about said, Trey Quinn. I said Trey Quinn. I don't believe a damn word you're saying. I'm angry, okay? Is that Albert Wilson talks got me all flustered. Neil, quit drinking, dude. Okay. I did. I'm on coffee now. <laughs> we need to calm down. Oh, man. Trey Quinn, not Smith, just Trey Quinn. Okay. Uh, Washington Redskins. They uh, they had high hopes for him last year before he got injured, kind of fell out of the rotation because of that injury. He impressed. He impressed before that happened. 
again, there is no one there. We talked about it earlier. There, we will be lucky if Terry McLaurin does actually end up being a fantasy relevant wide receiver. We all think that he can. I'm not saying he will. Trey Quinn, they like him. He's locked in slot position to a rookie quarterback. To me, that's going to be not fantasy gold, but it's going to be fantasy relevance. I, I love Trey Quinn. He's cheap too. He's still on waiver wires out there. Not everybody has him rostered, and that's one heck of a steal considering all rookies on that team at wide receiver besides Paul Richardson. Give me a break. Uh, Trey Quinn all day long at number two for me. Number one, I, since we already talked about Quinn. I mean, I still don't like him, but anyhow, I, I just think the other guys are, you know, the rookies are better. Here we go. Bauer, number one, the lead up. I wish I had some drum roll stuff or something. I'll just do this. All right, stop. Woo, alert, number one. Perfect. So I got my number one. If you guys want to have a linebacker sleeper then, too, just Ooh, let me know when. IDP. Yes, Demarcus Robinson, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Arms loves him. I think he was the guy. Did I steal your guy? Yeah, I'm you sorry. did. Can we just talk about him together? We can, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. We're bonding. Um, I <laughs> believe he was the guy that uh, Mahomes did the – Wrong-armed pass to? Oh, yeah. Right. The, the sidearm yep. or the... They, they, side bonded, they bonded on the second team. They did, yeah. Um, so he's only had 13 starts, 72 targets, 43 receptions, 500 yards, only a 59.7% catch rate. But here's what I have written down. Holes in the Kansas City offense, Tyree Kill, Kareem Hunt. Tyree Kill looks like he's going to be suspended for four games. Kareem Hunt, gone. Hardman equals bust. And then I have written down here, Watkins sucks because I think he does. Thank you. But I will He's say, okay. He's like a Kenny Stills. So I will say this. I did see an uh, interesting fact on Twitter, though. Watkins has missed a out of like the, his career games that he could have played. He only missed 14. And Odell Beckham Jr. has missed 20. I'm actually shocked by that number. Yeah. yeah did you see too. that too, Neil? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I still love Watkins, you know what I mean? But like, I thought he was hurt way more than that. But nobody lists OBJ as a, as injury prone. I, I just think it's it's something you know, yeah. to think about. So. Yeah. This but is just I, Sammy Watkins not being as great as he should be. But at the same point in time, when OBJ does play, he is far more productive well, than yeah. Sammy Watkins. Right. So um, Sammy Watkins, I think, sucks. Demarcus Robinson, somebody's got to be the number two, number one there. Why not him? Arms so, so considering the circumstances, right? We've got Tyreek Hills probably have a suspension coming down, and the first four games would be a lot of targets to be distributed. It looks like four games for Tyreek, but is it four games? Does it, that's going to be the number probably? But do they go the way of Cream Hunt? Do they cut ties? Do they trade him? Do they get rid of him? And who has? Who's the only player on that team not named Travis Kelsey with plenty of receiving familiarity with Patrick Mahomes? His name is Demarcus Robinson. I mean, the guy caught four touchdowns last year in like very limited work. He was nowhere near a featured receiver. He could very easily move into the kind of the one one A role with the Watkins. Obviously, I, I do think the number one uh, target guy is going to be Kelsey. I don't think it's a secret for anybody. Uh, I don't think Nicole Hardman is what everyone you know who's picked him up in rookie drafts thinks he's going to be. He's not the answer. He's a rookie. He might be the answer in the future, but he's not going to be the answer this year. I think the familiarity with DeMarcus Robinson is going to go a long way with Patrick Mahomes. You've already earned this guy's trust. How much trust does he have? As you said, a no-look freaking pass. Yep. The guy was just sidearmed, to just looking the other way. People do that in the NBA with someone they played you know 80 games with. Not... Five, you know what I mean? I mean, DeMarcus Robson has every opportunity to 
blast into the stratosphere this year. He may not be a wide receiver one at the end of the year, but he's costing you nothing to find out. Right. Love it. Neil. Well, as we mentioned, Traquan Smith's my number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. We were talking about him. Trey Trey Quinn. I love Traquan. I don't know if I go as far as say he's a sleeper, but you go right right ahead with your bad self. (laughs) He's locked in as the number two spot. That's that's actually kind of sad in itself, really. They really have nobody there. (laughs) So I don't know if it's sad. I think, what did he have, like two or three games with over 100 yards last year? Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of mediocre games, too, though. Right. He's a rookie. I was going to say he's a rookie. Flashes. No, no feature status, so to speak. I, listen, I I don't hate that pick because I I mean there's several times towards the end of the season I, I like Trey uh, Smith at the beginning of the season and I'm like, all right, I, I got to cut bait. Like Good league five comes along, he gets 26 points. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I cut bait. He he blows up. He his as price, in traded. You didn't drop him. I don't remember what I you did. You traded him to me. Did I? Yeah, he or maybe Lambert and I acquired him. I, I, think I, you traded, him currently. I traded him for cheap because he had done nothing to that point. And then he kind of blows up. His price goes to the roof. And now I can't get him back. You know, I, somebody. Oh, you can. I'm sitting right here. Yeah, well, I'm not probably not going to be willing to pay the price. Okay. But somebody has to be the number two on that team. It's certainly not going to be a tight end. And, you know, obviously, it's not going to be Jared Cook. Alvin Kamara is going to be the number two uh, target on the team, quite possibly the number one. You know, Thomas Kamara is going to be pretty close in targets. But hey, you know, like Traquan Smith, I guess for lack of no other argument, why not? You mispronounced uh, Christian Kirk, by the way, a second ago. Cook? <laughs> Christian Cook? Cook? Christian Cook. <laughs> That's for you, Dan Rozier. Uh All right. Number one for me, and I'm excited about this. I have a lot of faith in this guy. To me, he is the uh, what's uh, Herndon. He's the Herndon of this year's class, Chris Herndon. And it's Josh Oliver, Jacksonville Jaguars, tight end. So, so here's what happens, okay? Nick Foles is a much better quarterback when he has a solid tight end. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles is a solid quarterback to make a tight end relevant. So when the Jags sign Nick Foles, the first thing that they should have focused their attention to, I think they smartly played it here. They didn't go out and and reach and grab, you know, Hawkinson, make the move up or, or draft him too early. They didn't go for Fant. They thought we've got what is potentially possibly the third best tight end tight end in this class. Whether you like Irv Smith or Josh Oliver more, we talked about it on the show. Oliver was kind of the consensus uh, fourth, but Josh Oliver has a chance to be a very good tight end from day one in my book. And you can get him for next to nothing. If not free, I'm telling you, Nick Foles is going to have eyes for Oliver early and often as he has his whole career for tight ends as he has for his whole career. I mean, there's no standout ready to go guy in Jacksonville. You got DD Westbrook that I love. DJ Chark is a guy that I almost put on my sleeper list. I love Chark. Me too. Marquise Lee could do could be okay way, again. Before, can, I Cole, ask, can I just throw something out here? We did the baby Chark thing way before everyone else. Go ahead, sorry. I didn't know they were doing it. But DJ Chark. Yeah, we did that last year. Yeah, Josh Oliver, bar none, one of the most exciting grabs that I've gotten for free or last pick in every draft. Mr. Irrelevant, you could have got him. Uh, I love him. I, I honest to God think he's this year's Chris Herndon. I think you go grab him now, especially with Talia. Titan landscape is atrocious. Doesn't have to be. Go grab Josh Oliver. 
Watch Nick Foles connect with him. It's going to be good stuff. A lot of the, a lot of the targets going to increase anyways. I think DD's numbers going to increase also as far as targets goes. Well, yeah, unless Raquel Armstead is a standout, they don't really have a, a great running back there because uh, I've never heard of anyone named Leonard Fournette. Who? Well, I almost put Raquel on the list, but he's kind of like a known commodity among us anymore. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a because uh, everybody's pretty much already going to just go ahead and put him, go ahead and just place him in there at the Fournette spot because Fournette's not going to last. Let's uh, let's round table, no explanation. Just give me a few guys off your uh, list that we didn't dig into. Just names. Who are you watching, Bauer? Uh, I have T.J. Edwards, linebacker, Philadelphia Eagles. You want me to say anything more about him? Nope. Just, just run down the list of yeah. guys you, were, you that you opportunities are there. At. Uh, we obviously based on the situation. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any other guys aside from him, so I'll just say real quick. He was undrafted, but he did play at Wisconsin, so he's played against big. You know, he he's tackled Zeke. Yeah, big time competition. Exactly, and the Eagles are weak at linebacker after Bradham and um, Zach Brown. So N- Neil, any guys you had to leave out? Um, Ursula from the Seattle Seahawks. I think he has a good chance of breaking the roster. Absolutely. Same, same chance as Garrett Jennings. Yep. I agree with that. So, uh, David Seals, I'm not convinced of the receiving core in Buffalo. Uh, Keelan Cole flashed at times last year. It's still, that's an unsettled receiving core to Jacksonville. Showing with Foles as well. Uh, Chris Conley had spots of brightness, you know, with uh, Kansas City. Another He's Jack. now in Jacksonville. Um, Darren Waller, Foster Moreau. Like Derek Carr obviously likes to throw to the tight end. I don't know somebody I think could be productive. Derek Barnett, we loved him last year. Kind of fell off, only had two and a half sacks. Now here's my. I, I'm just gonna get tore up on this. Elijah Holyfield. Good thing all you can do is say his name. Elijah mm-hmm. Holyfield. Hmm. Okay. I'm intrigued. I don't think. <laughs> hold on. I'm, I'll go. I just think they're they're going to have to start if if Cam Newton is who they're going to stick with long term going forward at quarterback, they're going to have to start limiting his goal line touches. Breaking breaking the day. So rules. we start we start giving uh, Elijah Holyfield more of them. And listen, I still I, I tore this guy up over his forty, and I, I'll I'll tear it up tear him up over his forty again. But if you go back and watch his tape. The guy is a freaking... Oh, he's a monster. He's scary. Like, he's a bulldozer. I mean, he, he hurts it. people. I, he seeks out contact, you know, as good as as hard as anybody, I guess. Uh, I think Holyfield could carve out a role. I know everyone loves CMC, but I, I just think Holyfield has a chance to really have... Be like a touchdown vulture this yeah, year. Yeah, but CMC's going to have, like... He's going to have it. Over three hundred carries and how many receptions is going to I have? Did, I disagree. Can I don't you, think I don't think he's going to have three hundred carries. Can you see if Holyfield would have gotten drafted by the Ravens? If he he would have, they wouldn't need Mark Ingram. That's what I'm saying, because he's a bulldozer. Yeah, cheaper than Ingram too. Yeah, I I still like Holyfield myself. So I don't hate that he, at all. I'm not going to try to tackle him. Absolutely free. I'll tell you that nobody wants him. Yeah, he's free. I put him a zero zero dollar bid on him. Got him. My uh, so. na- names to watch, Dontrell Inman. I know he's a recycled name, but he's a Patriots wide receiver right now. They're not exactly loaded with him. Uh, guys, I hated – another guy, I hated leaving this guy out, Dylan Cantrell, San Diego. Tyrell Williams is gone. Dylan Cantrell kind of like Trey Quinn. They really liked him last year. Arden Key, I think, is a solid defensive line prospect and IDP for the Raiders. Going to start, going to play a lot. Especially if Farrell shows up. Yep. Quadri Olsen. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta running back Devonte Freeman. I have no faith that he's going to stay healthy. I thought about putting him on the list too. Yeah, Quad Quadri Olson. I, I I have a lot of high hopes for him being super cheap. I think you can wait 
five games into the season before you even think about picking him up when you have some injuries. That's the dude from Pitt, right? Mm, I think? Yes. He was Connor's backup? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Devontae Booker, I'm still a believer. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but if he uh, happens to get traded, because they do not need him at all, I think he's a guy that if he landed in the right place could be Damian Williams part two. Agreed. And that that's it. That rounds out the guys I'm watching. Buck Allen. <laughs> Long live Buck Allen. F and Buck Allen. Long live him. Neil, did you go? Um, yes, I already went. Oh, okay. yeah. He Sorry, said Trey right. Quinn, Quan Smith, Trey Quinn, Quinn, Trey Quinn Smith, Harley, 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 Harley Quinn. The only guy I want to mention anymore, like he's not a hundred percent sleeper anymore, but Riley Ridley, I think, has got an easy shot. You know, love, I left him off. I I, I should have put him on. That is a complete oversight by me because he should have actually probably been in my top eight. But I thought about it, but I, I felt like he was too much of a you know no commodity because we all know about everybody knows about no, Riley Ridley. I, I disagree. But, I, I, I think Riley Ridley's not a new commodity. I think it's I think he's a great. If you watch college pick. football, you like everybody like him and Calvin. But we listen. I, he's I'm not, list, he's I, listed on the depth chart as next man up. Yep. What I'm I don't want to like make any try sort of like any of our fans who are very experienced feel bad. But we I'm sure we have a lot of people who listen who don't know about Riley Ridley. Yeah. And hey, we should have said something. Sorry. Like yeah. I, that's one of those guys. Like man, like everyone knows about I, him. Yeah, I, I mentioned last week. I, I don't like. You know, Robinson and all those guys. Just, I'm not sold. A-Rub's no. not. Anthony, not nearly what everybody thought he was. I'm out on him. All right. There it is. Sleepers from us. Thanks for uh, joining us, Michael Bauer. We have a long night ahead of us of back row uh, pleasure. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Bauer knew, has no idea what happens next. He has no I mean, idea what's coming It was coming worth next. the drive, I can guarantee it. <laughs> play, play a little game called uh, What's in My Ear. <laughs> what's in My Ear. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the show. And hopefully Bauer will be back soon as well. I hope so, too. We've had a great day with him. Peace out. Good night. Later. See This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.